0: Hi everyone, what is up and welcome back to in bloom podcast or welcome if you are a new listener My name is abby aslin and i'm the host of this podcast this week We're going to be talking about feeling the fear And doing it anyways with a question mark on the end (laughs) because that's important for this episode Um, I know that I think or I don't know. I think this is the name of a book. So Disclaimer that this episode has no affiliation with that and this is me just sort of Um, not deconstructing but just breaking down the phrase feeling the fear and doing it anyways and what kind of happens when we don't do that and how it's showing in my own life right now and I know I've done episodes on things similar to this before like I know I did an episode all about like making decisions based out of like confidence and passion instead of making decisions out of fear I did that episode probably like a month or two ago I don't really remember time is my concept of time is just extremely messed up ever since I started working my full-time job I will say something was a month ago and it was actually like six months ago and I'll say something was six months ago and it was actually two months ago so I don't know how long ago it was but it was definitely within this calendar year so I know I did it somewhat recently um and this episode's kind of sort of related to that episode but we're just kind of like looking at that from a different lens I guess you could say um, and I think that this will be really helpful for those of you who maybe just feel like out of touch with yourself when it comes to your confidence and self-esteem and maybe you were once a really confident person and you were really confident in your decision making and your self-esteem was higher and maybe someone or something or some event, has caused you to lose a lot of that and you feel kind of out of touch with yourself because you know you're capable of being this confident person and being this person that can really take charge with their own decisions and with what they want to do and with what they like and just really own it and you're used to being that person but you're kind of in a phase where you feel like all that's been stripped away from you and you're like back to square one and need to build it all back up um, I think that this episode will be helpful for you all in that sense. I'm not really giving you all like step-by-step type of things in this episode. That's not the way this episode is sort of laid out. Um, I'm sort of just reflecting on really like what fear looks like in my life and what it manifested itself into and like how it can become such a problem if you just like let fear become the problem person driving the wheel and I know that I like I'm pretty sure I like literally use that phrase in my episode about decision making and everything like that and making decisions out of confidence and everything like that but this episode is just looking at things a little bit differently and talking about you know clinging to safety versus feeling the fear and doing it anyways and figuring out you know how to get back to yourself and what you can do to do that and like me just giving you tangible examples of the way that all of this is played out in my life instead of just being like vague about it. So I hope this episode is helpful, but um, let's go ahead and get into the quote goal and gratitude for the week. Also, apologies in advance if you hear like thunder or loud rain. It just like started storming kind of outside and I've only heard thunder once, so we may be okay. My quote for this week comes from Pinterest and it is on my words for thoughts, uh, Pinterest board. If you're ever wondering where anytime I say something is from Pinterest, it's usually on nine times out of 10, I would say 10 times out of 10, but sometimes I may forget to pen something and I screenshot it or something, but nine to 10 times out of 10, it's going to be on my words for thought Pinterest board. And if you can't find my Pinterest, it's just like Abigail Asson I think, cause I made it when I was in like seventh grade and it's, like, linked to my Facebook, and my Facebook is Abigail Aslan and not Abby Aslan, so, yeah, my Goodreads is the same way, by the way, I always have people, like, damning me, what's your Goodreads, like, what's your, what's this, what's that, and when things are under Abigail instead of Abby, people have, like, a hard time, like, finding them, but I think, like, Goodreads and Pinterest doesn't have as good of a, like, suggestive search feature where, like, oh, you, this person is related to like the content that you already follow so like you would think i would show up when you type it in but like goodreads is very specific like if you don't have the right name it's like not going to show up so yeah that's a side um note in tangent but the Sweet's quote says if you're feeling down ask yourself what's wrong with this moment chances are that you're upset about something that happened in the past or you're anticipating something that might happen in the future but is there anything wrong with this exact moment probably not so stop worrying and if there is something wrong with this exact moment, there's only three things you can do to fix it: remove yourself from the situation, change something, or accept it. Really like this quote because um, it's kind of a way to remind yourself of how to give like yourself power back and own your power, and just really remind yourself that you know your reaction to how you're feeling um, is everything, and you know letting yourself feel that, but also what you're going to do in response to how you're feeling is in your hands and I really like the perspective and like phrasing it as what's wrong with this moment and a lot of times it is something that might happen and that I feel like this is very tied into this week's episode because so much of fear is I don't want this outcome to happen or I really do want this outcome to happen and what if it doesn't. And so it's all based on these what-ifs and contingencies that are not even guaranteed, and not a single person can know whether or not they're going to happen. So with this exact moment we're talking about, are you letting yourself, you know, feel down or feel worried or anxious about something that you just don't have any control over and that, you know, it may or may not happen, but is there anything actually wrong with the moment you're living in right now, or are you just putting all of your energy into this contingent what if and that type of moment or a past moment instead of the moment that's right in front of you. So just a good reminder to be present and kind of bring yourself back to the present if you do find yourself stressing out or feeling worried about something um, and things like that. And I know it's easier said than done. Like literally, that's, I feel like the epitome of my whole podcast. It's easier said than done because I feel like I give all this advice and I don't take any of it myself which is just like the funniest thing to me that I sit here and say all of this stuff and I have the hardest time like listening to my own advice. I need there to be some sort of just like really compelling or almost threatening thing in front of me to get me to follow my own advice. And it would have to be somebody else delivering it to me. Like I just can't take my own advice for some reason. So I really like that quote. But my goal for this week is to start making more well okay I don't want to say start because it already has kind of started but just kind of start making more steps forward and actually like doing things in terms of the moving process Um, because my lease is up in mid-October and that really sucks because I genuinely just don't want to move like I love my apartment I don't want to go through the moving process at all especially mid-October um I'm October is just like a busy month for me with work and August is pretty much my last low month September I'll probably have like two weeks that are like pretty normal but August is definitely a little bit more slower compared to busy season so I want to like do all of the hard work of like finding and narrowing down places now and I want to be very proactive about that because I've been looking for like over a month, but. It's kind of too far out still, but in August I can at least tour places and decide, yes, this is a good option, no, this is not a good option, and that kind of thing. I've also lightly considered buying something. I found a couple little condos that I like, like townhouse-style condos, and also just like little small building type of condos that I really like, but buying is really scary to me. I'm going to talk about that later in this episode, kind of. Um... And it's funny because I've been like saving a ton of money but I never really <laughs> I mean a part of part of me saving the money was to like build up my emergency fund cuz I had one but I wanted it to just be a lot stronger. Um what for? I don't know. I'm just a fearful person, really on theme with the episode, but all of the other money that I've saved, I had no true I don't know. I I don't bother with really investing much in the stock market, which I know probably sounds a little funky coming from somebody who's in accounting. But if you didn't know, when you work at like a big four public firm, um, a lot of the times it's pretty strict on like what you can invest in and what you can't. And you can still, you know invest in some things like it's really good to invest in like index funds and stuff like that but it's just kind of like a hassle to go through the process of it and I would rather pay somebody to do all of that for me personally because I just I mean or not even pay someone to do it for me but just like all of the like upkeep of like the paperwork of all that stuff I just can't stand it with my job because um, I already have to do a lot with YouTube like I report like every brand deal I do basically um, just because I'm very like safe with all of that but anyways um what was i even talking about oh so yeah i have all of this money that i'm saving and i knew that i wanted it to be in my high yield savings account right because i knew that it was money that i could potentially be using in um like more of the short term so that's kind of what i wanted to have my high yield to savings account for since it's like a lot more liquid um and It's funny because I was like, okay, I want my emergency fund in there. But then I just like kind of kept all the rest of the savings in there. And I was like, okay, I guess this was technically in the back of, in the very far back, like little corner of my mind was this little, like, what if I bought something? (laughs) And it's been a goal of mine. Like I do want to buy something. And I had always said I wouldn't be surprised if I like bought something back home before I bought something in Houston. Um, and like just had like tenants rent it out, like not like an Airbnb situation, but more so of just like get somebody like on a yearly tenant basis, um, and rent it that way. But cost of living at home is expensive. Cost of living here in Houston is expensive and seeing how expensive rent is here in Houston, especially if you're wanting to be like in the inner loop, um, or within the inner loop, it's just like, why not? try to buy something, I guess, if you're gonna be paying that much in rent for me personally. So with all that being said, um I just want to start making more decisions because now there's this possibility it's like, okay, if I am going to buy something, then I like really need to get the ball moving and like seeing places, like getting a realtor, like going through the I've never done this before, so I have literally have no idea what to do. And just kind of start looking at things. So I think when I'm done traveling, which The week after this episode comes out will be, like, my final – it'll be, I guess, the day of, like, around, like, the 16th or something like that. Maybe that's wrong. I don't really know. Um, Yeah, around the 16th, I'll be, like, done traveling because it'll be, like, a month straight of traveling every weekend. And that week I plan on, like, really trying to see as many places as I can in the week after that. Um, Both apartments and the places that I've seen that I really like in terms of, like, homes and stuff like that, um, like, condos and everything – So we'll see what happens there, but I just want to start being more proactive about it because I know it's going to sneak up on me so quick because time is just moving along very quickly. Um, So I just want to be really good about that. But I, yeah, just want to start being better about that. And I did, originally I was like, oh, am I going to stay in my apartment building and just move to another unit? And the one unit that I was considering moving to, it got taken within a week So I know that it wasn't meant to be because what I had told myself um, was when I get back, when I get done traveling, if it's not still available, um, then it just like wasn't meant to be. But I mean, it was honestly a good deal for what it was. So I'm not surprised it got taken up really quickly. Um, And we would have like transferred our lease like literally in two weeks and moved into it in like two weeks if that was the case. And that just sounded a little bit hectic. Um, And it would have been a hasty decision. Like it would not have been thought through. And everything like that and I mean we we could stay where we are right now but I just don't know I I just want more space I just can't stand my office being in my living room anymore so I just need a little bit more space you know anyways sorry that was the longest hand ever I did not mean to do that I haven't recorded a podcast in a while because all of my past ones have been like pre-recorded like a week in advance so it's been like a week and a half since I recorded anything So let's get into the gratitude really quickly. I'm going to be quick with the gratitude. Um, I could sit here and talk about my gratitude all day long, but I'm not going to. I'm just so thankful that I've gotten to take the trips that I have recently. Um, I mean, one was just going to Kentucky for a wedding and the other was going to Seattle this past weekend to celebrate my friend's 25th birthday. And we had that planned for a really long time. And let me just say, if you live in Seattle, I'm literally so jealous of you because I just absolutely adore Seattle. Each time I've gone... I've grown more love for it and the first time I went I did like all the touristy things and I stayed like downtown in a hotel but then the last two times I've gone I've like stayed with my friend like in her apartment and then like well I guess this time we went to her apartment but we actually stayed in like a rental in the Ballard area um for her birthday and it was just the best time I love how walkable it is the climate is amazing I was there literally during a Excessive heat warning, and I thought it was the best weather of my entire life because um, it was like hot enough during the day to like enjoy being on the water and on a boat and getting in the water. But in the morning, it was like sixty degrees, so it was like so comfortable to go on a walk. With like, I walked my friend's dog to go get coffee, and like just being able to walk from where I was sleeping and like staying to go get a coffee. That's just something that is so special that I just don't really get to do here in Houston. So. I cherish that so much, and Seattle's just such a naturally beautiful place, like, all of the water, the mountains, I, I just love Seattle so much, I would literally move there if it wasn't so far from home, and, like, majority of my friends, like, obviously my friend that lives there is there, but she's my, like, only friend on the west coast, like, I don't have anybody farther west than, like, Dallas and Houston, um, and Austin, and that's pretty much it, so, um, Yeah, if it wasn't so far, then it would definitely be somewhere I'd, like, want to move to. And also, the cost of living living there is bonkers, so no. But I had the best time, and it was just so refreshing, and I just felt like I was really present the whole time. So it was really nice, because I felt like I wasn't so anxious about getting back to work for once. Because a lot of times when I go on these trips, like, that's all I can think about and everything. But it was just so nice to get out of my routine and, like, go visit her and we really just had the best time. Like she, one of her close friends that, um, actually came and visited with her like a month ago. Um, she had like through a family member, like box seats or whatever. And they surprised us that like the whole weekend, they're like, we have this surprise for the last night. And they were like, we're not going to tell you what it is. And everybody knows what it is except for, um, me, my boyfriend. And then one of our other friends that was, uh, that came and visited from, Alabama, that we know like from school, and she was like, Everyone knows what it is, but you three, so it's gonna be this great surprise, and everything. And we had no idea what it was, and we're at dinner, and then they tell us what it was, and it was to see Odessa in concert. Um, so it was so cool because we got to go in like a suite beforehand and like have drinks and everything like that. And then we saw the concert, and it was like such an incredible experience, literally so fun. Like, I was exhausted, but I had the best time. Um, and I don't, I'm not somebody who knows like all of Odessa songs by any means. I definitely know like four, maybe five, but I literally loved it. It was like such a cool experience. Like highly recommend going to a concert if you ever get the chance, but really, really love that. But anyways, I'm just really grateful for my friendships, um, near and far. And every time I see my friends, I'm just like, why can't we all just like live in the same place again and everybody be like close and nearby and I don't know. I'm just thankful for my friendships and um, all of them. And I I have such a small circle that like, my circle means the literal world to me. So I'm so thankful for everybody. But anyways, let's get into the episode because I've been chattering it up for quite... That's not correct grammatically. I've been chatting it up um, quite a bit. So now to get into the episode. So I know you all have heard me talk a lot about decision making and my struggles with analysis paralysis and all of that stuff when it comes to making big decisions and overall my nature of indecisiveness that I just naturally possess and I've also talked about the importance of not making decisions out of fear and I've always wondered why I'm this way with indecisiveness and just kind of like being very apprehensive And after probably a little bit too much time spent reflecting, I've learned that so much of this truly stems from my core value of and my desire of safety. And that can be also interpreted as, you know, staying in my comfort zone. And not taking risks and deciding before I even try that it's better for me to just stay safe regardless of the mental and emotional consequences that come with choosing the safe option than it is for me to push my limits and take risks. And I know a lot of us are like this, especially in our 20s, where it feels like we're having to make these huge life decisions like every time we turn a corner and way more frequently than we'd like to. And it's hard because in your 20s, it's like that's when you want to take on the most risk. That's when you want to take the most chances. That's when you want to really just feel the fear and do it anyways. But it's really hard because when you're constantly presented with like all of these different moments of, oh, I need to make a decision about this, 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 and they're all like big decisions that quite literally are going to change the trajectory of your life in the near future it's really hard to decide on something and just do it. And I mean, maybe it's not hard for you. And let me tell you, I I wish that it was easy for me, but I, I truly wish I could be that type of person that's just like, heck yeah, I'm going to do this. This is what feels right. I'm pursuing it 100% or this feels so wrong. I'm done with it, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and it's not that I'm not intuitive and that I don't have a connection with, my intuition and my gut, because I actually have a very strong intuition, I just don't listen to it, (laughs) so it's a completely different situation, because it's, like, there's people who just don't really have a strong intuition, so they, like, are indecisive for that reason, and then there's people who have a strong intuition and listen to it, so they're very decisive and, like, headstrong, and they know, like, what they want, and nothing gets in the way between them and that, and then there's people like me who have like a very strong intuition and you would think that they are very decisive, but they actually just overanalyze everything because they need to interpret literally anything and everything before they make a decision. And then by the time all the analyzing and interpreting's done, you've completely deconstructed whatever it is. And now you have created a bajillion different hypothetical scenarios and you have Cause all this anxiety for yourself in doing so, and now you can't make a decision, so congrats. Um, It's like, why why am I this way? Um, But I think a lot of us force ourselves into playing things safe and clinging to what is most safe by our own standards because of, obviously, a variety of factors that um, were at play when we grew up, and, you know, maybe we grew up in a Predict unpredictable family. So we cling to making safe decisions to keep things under our control for once because we never felt like things were under our control growing up. Or maybe we grew up in a family where finances were always a struggle. So we always find ourselves playing it safe when it comes to our careers and making decisions that involve finances, which we know is basically every decision we make. You know, like we're going to be choosing a career that makes us the most money as opposed to something that we could truly see aligning with our values and like what we want to do or maybe we grew up feeling alone or isolated so we play it safe by staying shut off when we meet new people because we don't like feeling vulnerable so no matter what it may be i think most of us have our own subjective levels of safety that we like to adhere to and ultimately confine ourselves to But here's the issue. Um, For me personally, I've always convinced myself that playing things safe is the quote right or the quote smart thing to do since it's the least risky or because it looks the best to other people. And for me, this looks like making the quote unquote safe decision in my career with a stable nine to five. But how safe of a decision is it really when it doesn't align with who I am and my ultimate goals, especially when my opportunity cost in my specific situation is quite literally making more of a living doing what I was already doing full time, which is like social media, YouTube, whatever. And from what I can assume, having better mental and emotional health, like that's quite a large opportunity cost. And... I chose, you know, the career, the the career that looks the most stable to everyone else and feels the most stable to me, and that's okay. But, you know, this looks like making the safe decision um, when it comes to my living situation as well, and how I was talking about with my goal and, like, trying to get things solidified, more solidified with moving, I... I'm in a position where you know I'm making more money but I feel like I can't spend outside of what I like spent in college like on rent and like what I'm spending now on rent like I feel like I need to stay like within that realm because I'm just I have this like voice in my head that's like you just can't like you you can't spend more and then I worry is this creating the subconscious cycle of limiting myself by accepting that I won't make more money By choosing the safer option? Or am I doing the right thing based on my goals? And for this specific scenario, like for moving and for rent, and this is all personal to me. So don't like look at this and try to like compare it with, you know, your situation because this is literally just me giving an example for my personal life. I like to think that I'm doing the best thing for me based on my financial goals by saying, you know what, I can afford more in rent, but I don't really want to pay more in rent or not much more. And I also worry that not allowing myself to spend a little bit more for the space I need is me subconsciously telling myself that I can't make that level of money because I haven't paid that much money in rent before, if that makes sense. But instead of thinking that way, I'm trying to tell myself that I am capable of and I do earn enough I am just choosing to spend less to align with my own financial goals. And I could go on and on about choosing the safe option, whether it's with your career like I just mentioned or with moving like I just mentioned. Maybe it's choosing a college. You have a safe option and you have like a riskier option, whether that's financially or maybe it's just farther away. There's nobody you know there. Or maybe it's just with finances in general or whatever it may be. Each situation is independent of each other and it's really important to look at each decision transparently so you can get to the bottom of your mindset with it and we see with how with my career I play things ultra safe and I probably shouldn't because it's kind of starting to create this self-limiting belief cycle whereas with moving and like paying money and rent we see that I am playing things safe but probably for good reason so does that make sense I kind of wanted to preface this episode with that like contrast between the two because Playing it safe isn't always a bad thing. You know, having a little bit of fear can be good because it keeps you grounded a little bit, but having too much fear is definitely not a good thing. And those are two examples, like very stark examples in my life that very sharply contrast each other of, okay, in this one situation, maybe I'm playing things a little too safe and the opportunity cost is quite large. Um, And then in the other option with like moving, yeah, I'm playing things safe, but I think that it's acceptable that I'm doing so given the financial goals I have and given that it is just what intuitively feels right for me right now. So playing it safe is completely subjective, number one, person to person, but it's also gonna vary situation to situation. So playing it safe can be the smart thing to do in some situations while it's really not something you should be doing in others. So you really have to like look at each situation independently when you're really analyzing, am I going to feel the fear and do it anyways, or am I going to play it safe? So I really wanted to start out with that just to kind of give like a very real life, real world example of, okay, you know, fear's good, too much fear, not the best thing. So that's what it looks like in my life. (laughs) But in choosing the safest option for my career, for example. I feel like I've signaled to myself that my subjective idea of safety is the most important thing to me out of like all my values. Or to further pry into this, I've decided that staying within my comfort zone and resisting change is apparently the most important thing to me because of how much I have shown through the decisions I've made that I value safety. And after digging further and seeing how this just cling to safety that I have is tied to my resistance to change. Is staying safe really the most important to me? You know, I'll say all day long that getting out of your comfort zone is where growth happens and that it's important to embrace and accept change for all it has to offer. But I don't take my own advice and I live my life in an entirely different way by always taking the safe route. And at the end of the day, you know, I know it's best for me in the long run to take risks and step out of my comfort zone a little, but I'm literally, I, I see the opposite happening with the decisions I'm making in my life, you know, like I'm choosing the safe option and I feel, I feel like I see myself stepping back and just kind of like getting into this little shell instead of breaking out of one, and I feel like that's just not how things are supposed to be in your 20s, and granted, I will say, like I'm not sitting here saying that my career is this thing that's inside of my comfort zone it's not like it was the most terrifying thing realizing that I was going to be working at like a big four firm like when I went through the whole like internship process when I had an internship and then when I started work it was the most intimidating thing in the world to me but you know now that I've been working and like I have been doing a lot of personal work and working through you know what are my values like what do I want to do for my career and like all of this stuff I'm just learning more and more that so many of the options and decisions that I, or not options, so many of the decisions I made in college that led me to this moment of me being in the job I'm in now were made out of my cling to feel safe and stay in my comfort zone. But at the same time, I was stepping out of it because me working at a big corporation, like, isn't the most comfortable thing in the world to me, but it it was me clinging to safety in the sense of, okay, it's a salaried, normal nine to five job that appeals to the public eye very well because Big Four in the finance and accounting world, business world in general, is, you know, great on your resume or whatever. So I heard that and I was like, okay, I'm gonna cling to that because that's gonna mean something to other people instead of it meaning something to me. You know what I mean? And all of that being said, I know all of these things and that it's best for me to step out of my comfort zone and things that scare me but honestly at the end of the day going into this job was it scary yes but was it the scariest thing no there were far scarier things I could have done I could have said screw this this isn't like the career I want and just completely went then and there and pursued something else completely different but I'm giving you know y'all know I'm giving it a shot and I'm like doing my best to just figure out where I'm going from here and like I am just really trying to you know, this is, I know that this is a stepping stone for me and it's such an incredible like learning experience. And I'm saying all of this because, and I feel like my eyes retrospectively, it's like, okay, yes, this was stepping out of my comfort zone, but there were far scarier things that I could have done, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. So I sit here and I preach, you know, step outside of your comfort zone and all this stuff, but I'm not the best at following it. And I guess what I struggle with most is finding that fine line between being reckless with risk-taking and being way too cautious that I create this little self-limiting safety bubble that I force myself to stay in anytime I make a decision now. And lately, I've just been living in that ladder of being way too cautious, and I worry that I've put my value of safety so high up on a pedestal that I'm willing to compromise just about anything in an effort to just adhere to my definition of safe and really stay close to it. Even if this means putting a cap on my potential and not letting myself explore past the limits of my comfort zone and putting myself in a box, because that's the best way for me to describe how I feel is putting myself in a box that I don't feel like I belong in. And it sucks because I don't want to live my life this way and I want to make my decisions and live out of confidence and not fear, but it feels like fear for me has been my number one driver for all of my decisions and actions lately and I just, I don't like it, but What I want to get at is that allowing yourself to live in fear like this and make decisions this way is toxic to an extent if you let it get to the point where it slowly starts to trickle into all of the other areas of your life as well. You know, operating out of fear becomes your normal, and this will slowly eat away at all of the confidence and self-esteem you worked so hard to build up, and then it's going to kind of start manifesting itself as imposter syndrome. And then that can turn into you making mistakes because you just don't really feel like you can do things even though you you actually can and you've done them before, but you start to convince yourself otherwise because you're just letting all of this fear and staying in your little safety bubble just chip away at your confidence because I feel like so much of your confidence is built outside of your comfort zone that when you stay in your bubble, you just really put yourself in a position of, you know, I'm operating out of fear and that's how things are normally and I'm making all of my decisions based off of fear of something happening or not happening and it's going to take away all of your confidence because you're not going to get that confidence associated with taking big risks and things working out or making decisions and things working out or maybe not working out and then learning a lesson, whatever it may be. I know like for me personally, like with the work, um I feel like I have developed such a strong sense of imposter syndrome with like very specific things and it turns into me just kind of like having this really weird like frozen type of just response when I have to do certain things because I'm so scared of like messing up. I'm so scared of like advancing and I'm so scared of being in a position where I like did something wrong or I do something wrong and... I convince myself that I'm not capable of doing those things because it's easier for me to sit there and convince myself that I'm not capable than it is for me to, you know, just take a leap and feel the fear and do it anyways. So I know for me personally, I worked so hard to build up self-esteem that I didn't have and confidence that I didn't have. I found what I love to do and then I had to live the reality of what I felt like I had to do which is work the career and go into the career that I felt is the most safe to me and what looks best to others and now that I've actively been living like this for a period of time I've noticed that I've started to revert back to a place of lower self-esteem and I've stopped making decisions out of that love and confidence and drive that I once had and I've instead been making them out of fear and it sucks to look back and realize that I've let myself live in and make many decisions out of fear and just see how it's chipped away at my confidence in more areas besides work since I've allowed it to just sort of fully take over because that's just what happens you know you you make one decision out of a place of fear and then you start to kind of just slowly make all of your decisions that way because it's literally like an anti-confidence trick you know each time you make a decision because you feel like aligned with it and it feels best for you and you feel confident in it each time you make that decision it's you know you're doing that for yourself and when it's Truly in alignment with who you are, you're doing that for yourself. But each time you do it and it's not really in alignment with yourself, you're just kind of like consistently reinforcing that, you know, you're not in a place where you can really be yourself, do what you want to do, and all that, those kind of things. So, of course, it's going to chip away at your confidence because, you know, you're not doing the thing that brings you the most confidence and you're not doing what feels most aligned with you and everything like that. And I've made so many decisions just because I'm afraid of what will happen if I don't do or if I do something rather than making decisions because it's truly something I feel is right for myself and I've literally ignored my intuition and what I know to be true just because of fear of a certain outcome happening or not happening as if I know with certainty what's going to happen and as if those things are concrete and unchangeable which is just like the most absurd thing to say out loud and realize When I really look at my decisions from like an outsider's POV and I look at it like, wow, this person, when I'm looking at me from, you know, someone else's point of view, I'm like, wow, that, that girl is really just completely ignoring everything that she knows to be true for herself. And just because she's scared that, you know, she won't have enough money or she's scared that she like won't appeal to the vast majority of people and as if she knows that's exactly what's going to happen and that's exactly what the outcome is going to be and as if she knows she can't make any changes like life is not like that we can make changes nothing's concrete like that and we also cannot predict the future we don't know what's going to happen you know like yeah you can sit here and say all day long what if she doesn't have enough money or what if she can't support herself or what if it flops okay but why are you only focusing on the side of the negative it's just breeding this more and more fear and you're not allowing any room and space for just hope and confidence and passion and just when you aren't giving that any space that's not going to be what happens because you're literally not allowing space for it because you're so focused on the bad thing happening that you're just not even giving room for the good thing to happen. And it's so crazy to me that I like look at I can I can literally see this and I can articulate it about myself. But it doesn't like I can't get out of it. You know what I mean? Like it's just the weirdest thing to me. The weirdest phenomenon. But I mean I'm glad that I know it about myself and that I can articulate it because hopefully some of you hearing this are like, oh my gosh, I am the same way. I needed to hear that. I get it now. And now I can, you know, make steps and stop doing that. That's why I share all of this because it's like, I may not be able to take my own advice right now or ever, but maybe somebody else can. And if somebody else can and it helps them, then that's all I need, (laughs) you know? Um, But here I am (laughs) trying to figure out how to own my decision making and trying to figure out how to get back to making decisions out of desire rather than fear Since this whole time, I've been creating these self-limiting beliefs with each decision I've made out of fear, since it's put me in a place where I don't even let myself try things before deciding that I'm not capable. And because of this, I'm now setting a goal to get back to myself and stop operating from a place of fear. So with that being said, my goal for this month or the next few months or the rest of the year, whatever... Um, honestly, it's just a goal for the foreseeable future until I can get it figured out for myself is to break down each decision or goal, no matter how big or small it is into something even smaller. So you know this is not anything groundbreaking, but I think it helps because when I've been thinking of my bigger decisions that I need to make and the bigger goals I have on a bit more of a I don't want to say microscopic level, but microscopic level. And it's helping. It's helping me feel confidence instead of fear when I think about them. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do by doing this. You know, normally when we think of our big goals or big decisions we have to make, you know, you you get that fluttery feeling in your stomach and it's fear. And like, you're just overwhelmed by the fear that you don't do anything because it's so overwhelming. But when you break it down into something really, really small and you think of this big goal or this big decision as one little decision you need to make or one little goal you need to reach instead, it instills this little bit of fire and like confidence in you instead of the fear because you're like, oh, I think I can do that instead of, oh my gosh, that's way too intimidating. I am not even going to try to do that. You see what I mean? So that's kind of like my goal. And that way I'm less likely to automatically decide I'm not capable before trying thanks to those self-limiting beliefs that I've adopted lately. And I can just slowly build my confidence up with each little goal that I achieve that gets me to the bigger one or with each little decision I make that helps me keep stepping forward towards a big decision I need to make. And that way I'm also not letting my analysis paralysis completely take over to where I can't get myself to make any decisions because it's going to force me to make steps towards something small rather than thinking I'm doing something productive by completely overanalyzing everything and actually not moving anywhere. And in fact, probably moving backwards more than anything. So let's put this into, um, real world examples. So for example, instead of freaking out over my career every day and feeling like I have no idea what I'm doing, which I do feel like I have no idea what I'm doing every single day, I'm going to remind myself that there will never be a time in my career When I know with certainty what I'm going to be doing in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years, in three years, in five months, there will never be a time for me. I don't think that I will ever know like, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing five years from now. No, that's not me. And reminding myself that it's okay for things to change and it's normal to pivot and change and to, you know, take steps and fix things and all of that stuff and just continue doing small things like focusing on what I do love and enjoy and thinking of what small steps I can take to get my career more in alignment with who I am and my goals. And this doesn't mean me making any like hasty huge decisions like, oh, I'm just going to completely say screw it and quit my job and like not not have any steps towards something else. You know, like I'm not saying that's what I'm doing. I'm saying I'm just taking small steps to figure things out. This isn't me taking steps to my next job this is me taking steps to quite literally just figure things out simple as that just to get my mind straight because my mind feels all over the place I wake up one day and I want to be a flippin' astronaut the next day I want to be a florist the next day I want to literally just figure out how to like live on a beach for the rest of my life not not literally for all of those things I've never wanted to be an astronaut I'm just trying to show you how dramatic my thinking is with my career because that's how it feels because I'll like wake up one day and I'm like oh what if I did this and I'm like wow that sounds really enticing and the next day I'm like eh yeah never mind that doesn't sound that enticing anymore but what about this and it's all these things on like completely different paths like they're not even closely related um and what all of this looks like in practice with me making those small steps and those small tiny decisions and those reaching those small tiny goals Um, it, you know, can look like me talking to people in the careers that I am truly interested in, um, working through it with my therapist, which is something that I've already made that small step. Like that has been a large bulk of my work in therapy is like figuring, getting back to myself and, you know, undoing this people pleasing always has to be good girl version of Abby that is this persona that is so just for show and not actually me, like, completely undoing all of that and figuring out who I truly am on the inside underneath, and, like, because every, everything, almost everything in my life and the way I live my life right now, almost all of it, not all of it, but almost all of it is based off of making decisions out of needing to appeal to others and appear to be this, like, very well-achieved good girl, whatever, Um, so working through it with my therapist, that's another like small little goal. And I recently took a career assessment and I'm, we're going to be like talking about that next time I go to therapy, like that kind of thing. And that, those types of things, those are the ways that I'm working towards it in my career. Like those small decisions I make, those small little goals and just one thing at a time to just figure things out and to get a little bit more clarity instead of feeling like, I'm running around like a chicken with its head cut off with my career. Another example, um, in the world of my finances and money, you know, I'm very thankful that I've been able to live off of one like portion of my income and save the other. Um, I've been able to like pretty much do all of my living off of, um, My like YouTube, I don't want to say YouTube because it's not just YouTube. Like, YouTube is this umbrella term for anything to do with social media and content creating, podcasting, um, affiliate links, Instagram, all that stuff. So, I'm very thankful that I've been able to primarily live off of that and save like basically all of my full time jobs, paychecks. So beyond grateful. And I have this huge massive fear of financial instability which I have talked about all the time and it feels really weird talking about it sometimes because I feel like people I know for me personally I look at like content creators a lot of times and influencers and I kind of know I have an idea of like what people make because I am one and I so often finding myself like just wishing I could just be financially like comfortable, but not comfortable. Okay, wait, that, that's probably, that probably just came off completely not the way I wanted it to. I don't mean financially comfortable as in like living a comfortable life. I mean like just comfortable with, comfortable mentally with finances is what I mean. Not like, not literally. I am in a, I'm very privileged and I live very, a very comfortable lifestyle. So that's not what I'm saying. I mean mentally comfortable with money because I'm very mentally uncomfortable with money. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Trust me, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, I wish I just had a comfortable lifestyle. No, I, I have a very comfortable lifestyle. I'm not saying that at all. I'm so beyond grateful for everything I have. And I just, every day, I mean, I'm just like so grateful for the position I'm in because I just remember being in this position where things were not this way and it was every day waking up, you know, stressed about money. And I think that feeling and how, and knowing how bad that felt is part of the reason why my fear of like financial instability and like my desire to just have to feel mentally comfortable with money is so strong because I know what it feels like for you know things to not be that way and I never want to be in that position again so like all these decisions I make are out of fear of being back in that place you know what I mean but it's like I've proven to myself that I can get myself out of that place and that I can be in a good place so why am I like only dwelling on the fact that oh like what if I fell back into this or it's like okay you've brought yourself out of this before, like you, you know, were able to bring yourself to financial independence way sooner than you thought. And all of these wonderful things like buy your own car way sooner than you thought and save so much money that you didn't even think you'd ever be able to save. And all of these things, like, why am I not focusing on that? And I'm focusing on, I'm so scared of being in this place of financial instability again. And that's all I think of, you know what I mean? Um, but anyways, going off of all of that, I this huge fear that I have of financial instability results in me, you know, reaching goals that I've set for myself but not being able to commit to actually following through with what I was like saving for. For like example, I had this goal in my head to reach a certain amount in my savings account and then I got to it and I was like um yeah, I'm not gonna follow through with what I was saving for actually, because I just like don't want to. I don't want to touch that because um, <laughs> I'm just scared of like spending it because it, it just feels like I'm doing something wrong. And even though it would be doing something good for me, it feels wrong for me to do it because I just don't have a. I'm not mentally comfortable with money, and I don't have a good relationship. I, I have an okay relationship with it, but I just like any other relationship, like your relationship with yourself and your relationship with others. You go through periods where it's like oh my gosh, I'm really struggling with this right now or I'm doing really well with this right now. And it's like, I'm doing well with it in terms of like, I'm being responsible with it, but I'm not doing well in terms of like being comfortable with, you know, making big decisions and big steps, which is why I'm kind of talking about all of this now when it comes to like money. And another example is um, my huge fear of financial instability has also resulted in me like wanting to rush to pay off my loans quicker than I need to Even when it financially doesn't make the most sense, just because I'm so scared of just debt and never being able to pay it off and not having enough money. But I've literally paid off over half of my student loans. I haven't been paying them now because, like, thankfully, with everything being frozen, I had like all federal loans. So um, I'm like, okay, like, why would I throw money at this when there's no interest accruing? That doesn't make any financial sense. Um, But I, up until then, I had paid off, you know, over half of them. I'm able to make my I'm able to pay my bills. I'm so grateful for that. So it's like why am I living in the state of fear when I'm like proving to myself every day, every month that like I'm I'm working to make this work and I am making this work. And um you know, I had told myself that I'd you know, maybe like to buy a home instead of renting and even when I'm out of place when I have enough money for a down payment of some sorts and still have my emergency fund. I tell myself I'm not like allowed to, or I'm not able to because my fear is controlling my decision making. But now, you know, I'm going to pivot this and focus on continuing saving the way I am and taking small steps such as maybe getting pre-approved for a loan or going to like actually take tours of places and seeing what I can afford and like what makes the most sense financially and like where I want to go and like all of these things because make making each of these small decisions is going to build my confidence up each time I make one of those decisions to the big decision of actually purchasing a home you know what I mean like that is so important to focus on each of those little steps for someone like me who is very fearful of that big of a decision and that big of a purchase like it just doesn't sit well with me because I'm just somebody who has a hard time like just Anytime it's, like, a lot of money, I just freak out. Like, I literally freak out. I'm not cool with it at all. <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'm not cool. Um, if it's money going. Obviously, if it's money coming in, I'm like, wow, this is really nice. Like, let me hoard all of this and save it because I'm scared. <laughs> but if it's spending money, I'm just terrified. And I'm, I guess I'm also terrified when I'm saving because I'm trying to, like, hoard as much of it as I can. And definitely go through phases where I, like, spend more and everything like that. But I feel like underlying, for the most part, I'm just very, like... I'm a little too like cautious with things sometimes, but um, you know, I've literally need to just get to the point of accepting that it's okay. You know, if now isn't the time for me to get something and be okay with renting for another year, like I'm okay with all of that. And I have accepted that, I guess. I don't know why I said I need to, need to get to the point of accepting that. Cause I am at that point. It's more so of just, I need to make these small little steps and decisions because if I don't, I'm just going to stay in this cycle forever of just living out of fear and never letting myself do anything that requires, you know, a lot of saving and like actually like doing something with that money. So those are like my real life examples with that, but it's just crazy because I've literally proven to myself that I'm capable of saving what I need to save and I achieved that small goal, but my fear is so strong that it convinces me that I'm not capable even after I've already achieved a goal, which is just nuts when you think about it. And that's why the smaller goals are so much more helpful. You know, you build your confidence each with each little goal you've achieved or each little decision you make. So it helps you to avoid that overwhelming sense of imposter syndrome once you finally achieve the big goal you had set or the big decision you need to make. Um, similar to how I don't feel capable even after reaching that goal. You know, it's my imposter syndrome talking to me and telling me I'm not enough or I'm not capable when in reality I have been all along, but I let my fear tell me otherwise the whole time. So that's all I have for you all, but I seriously just want to encourage you all that if you're somebody who just feels like completely just turned upside down by fear and you feel like it is just completely controlling your life, whether it's in your career and your finances and your relationships, your friendships, your, um, the college you're going to go to or I don't know, maybe it's even something as simple as your hobbies. You're just like scared to try something new, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Like feel the fear, acknowledge it's there. But, you know, like I said, look, look at the underlying like reasons for the fear. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, do you have basis in this fear or is this fear like just purely irrational? And you're really able to uncover a lot by doing that. And then just make those little, small, tangible Steps, little stepping stones, little goals, little decisions you need to make, make them as specific as you can. And one at a time work towards each one of those. And you're slowly going to build your confidence back up. Cause I know how crappy and just overall horrible it feels to be in a position where you feel like you have just lost a lot of your confidence and it's really just not a good feeling at all. Um, and I know how it feels to like just really desperately want to get it back. So this is like, Me saying this is my goal and this is how I'm planning on achieving it in terms of getting to a place of, you know, being able to make decisions again and make those decisions out of confidence and not out of fear and really try to get more in alignment with myself in doing so. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope it like made sense and all connected like the dots because I felt like when I was planning this, it just. I was like, okay, this is really somewhat of my decision-making episode, but it's not at the same time because I'm like talking about a specific goal of mine, like how I'm going to go about achieving it with actual real-world examples in my life, and then also backing up like why I need to do this with real-world examples, and um, yeah. But I hope you all enjoyed it. Be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram. It's just at In Bloom Podcast, and follow me if you want to on Instagram. It's always in the show notes, and be sure to join the in bloom podcast, um, Facebook group as well. And I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate all of you so, so much and have a great week.